Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Okay, I have a very lovely episode for everyone today because I have Cherry Johnson, who I loved watching as a kid in Punky Brewster. She played her namesake, Cherry. And then I loved watching her as Laura Winslow's best friend, Maxine, on Family Matters. She kind of grew up. She became a teenager. She's so beautiful. And anyway, so I think it was last year that I randomly came across one of Cherry's Instagram posts on social media. And I I didn't follow her at that point, not just yet, but I went to her page and I was like, oh my gosh, wow. She and I are so similar. We always, you know, both of us speak our mind about uh, child abuse and human trafficking. And I was like, wow. And she's like me where she doesn't treat this stuff like a partisan issue. So I was just immediately so drawn to her. I mean, number one, I, I grew up watching her and I loved her. And then number two, I was like, she is a badass. So anyway, I um I reached out to her. We set up an interview and I reached out to her in spring, but she is a homeschool mom. So she was like, do you mind if we do it in August? And I was like, absolutely. You are so worth waiting for her. So Cherry is a writer. She has an amazing blog. She has a podcast called Cherry's World. She owns a health and wellness spa in Florida, which sounds amazing. You'll hear her talk about that. And um, just overall, she's doing really really good work. She also plugs this incredible charity that I'm going to put in the episode notes uh, that she's a part of that is um, here to end human trafficking, which sadly, I mean, it's one of the biggest industries in the world right now, right next to drug trafficking. So yeah. But anyway, I'm going to play a commercial really quickly, and then I will go into my interview with the very amazing Cherry Johnson. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. And here's your prescription. 
I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. And I have a very special guest this afternoon, Cherry Johnson. I know you guys all grew up watching her just like I did, but you are in for a treat. If you don't follow Cherry, you absolutely have to, you guys. So I'll shut up for a minute. Cherry, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for waiting until school was out because I'm home. <laughs> I have a nine-year-old little girl who's going to, going to seventh grade. And that is my main reason for homeschooling because she's so ahead. I don't feel wow. like I can send her to school with 12 and 13 year old little girls right now. That uh, makes a lot of sense. Wow. I'm, so it's funny because my, my daughter is seven and she goes to this really great progressive school. Everybody's very kind. And so sending her off to summer camp, I was like, yo, look nobody's kind in this world. I was like, I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. So right. it's just interesting. You said that because we actually dealt with like our first bully recently, Aww. but like, you know, it's life. Sorry. It is. And it sucks it to see your kid upset, but you know, um, but just, I want to, I want to get this out of the way quickly, um, about, you know, about you, your acting and everything like that. Cause I have a lot more than I want to, uh, pick your brain about. I've always wondered how, was it always planned that they would use your name, Cherry, on Punky Brewster? It was. My name was picked before I was picked. My uncle is the creator. And so he kind of used me as his muse because he was my babysitter. <laughs> I had a single mom. And, you know, so he'd be like, come on, baby, let's go get dressed. Well, I would put on different colors and I never matched. And I put on like different shoes. So he thought it was funny. Because it was like me and this this man who was like a professional. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I and mean, I was, I was go playing. Ahead. No, I was saying I was playing under his desk. He actually handed me the script one day and said, "Baby, read this and see if you like it." So I was excited because I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he was like, "Oh, honey." I sold the show to NBC. It wasn't written for you. It was just written for two little girls. And I thought you would be happy seeing your name on TV. Well, then, me, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to work with you every day anyway. Yeah. How do I hire somebody else to play my name? Seven auditions later, the president of NBC told him, go ahead and give your niece the job. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, thank you. Really cool. I had no idea. Yeah, so thank you, Uncle David, and thank you, Brandon Tartikoff, who's no longer with us. But okay, so I specifically remember Brandon Tartikoff from um an episode of Stay by the Bell when they did like the drug episode. <laughs> That's like where he was in the last part and he's like, Don't do drugs. And I didn't know he passed away. That's sad. Yeah, I love him. His daughter's still around though. So oh wow. So does she does she work with NBC still or? Or did she ever? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I just remember her, you know, when we were little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That makes sense. I always know. I always wondered that. And then after that, you um, you played Laura's best friend on Family Matters, which, you know, we all watched Friday nights. Very oh. excited. So that's very cool. You were able to like that show ended and then you kind of jumped right into another show as a regular. It seemed like that, but there were other things in between. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. It just, for me, I was like, I guess I, those are the two shows I really, really watched um, oh. as a kid. You know, I, I did. I mean, the other episode of Punky Brewster that always stuck out in my mind is the Andy Gibb episode. Right? It's so we, good. Yes, we fell in love with Andy Gibb. He was an amazing person. He came to my surprise birthday party. Stop it. Is that creepy or is that okay? No, it was amazing. My it was? Mom, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Him and his father actually came together. Aww. I was 12 and it was at like a miniature golf place. So it was totally innocent. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes. really sweet. I mean, I yeah, my heart broke when when he passed, but I always remembered him singing, thank heaven. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, so into it. But um, so for people that might not know, um, tell everybody what you're up to now, because you, you are doing a lot. I mean, you are, you are, a, no, but you are in a good way. And I, like, it's kind of, I feel like, you know, I have my hands in a lot of stuff and you are very vocal about certain things that you believe in. And I love that, you know, I would rather somebody have a voice that I disagree with, not saying that I disagree with you, but I'm just saying in general, have a strong voice, like have conviction and, you know, and, and just be confident about what you're saying. And, and I, I love that about you. I really do. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I think that's the best thing that my job has given me is a platform and friends all over the world. And so what good am I doing anybody in this world if I don't fight or speak for stuff that I believe in? I really fight hard for children's rights, human trafficking, injustice, and of course, race relations. You know, I didn't realize as a little girl, we were told this last time when we came back for the Punky Reboot, they said, Do you, did you realize that you guys like, were like the first interracial friendship on TV? Mm -hmm. So Lee and I looked at each other. We didn't even know how to answer that because of course yeah. we were six years old. We never thought about that. But knowing that, like, yeah, it's time to stop teaching racism. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people on my page actually get upset with me because um, they want to deny that there is any racism, but there's a problem every day still. And yeah. it's time for our kids to live in a better, everybody should grow up like Punky and Cherry. So this is an interesting point. And um I agree with you. I had been told, I think it was right around George Floyd's death where people were saying, well, you're teaching race to your kids all wrong. And I was like, what do you mean? We grew up, you know, like I'm, I'm almost 39. You know, my parents were like, don't see color. Everybody's the same, blah, 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 you know, whatever. And now they're like, well, no, everybody's not technically the same. They all have different backgrounds and you're not respecting their background if you don't acknowledge that they have brown skin, if they have, you know, tan skin, yellow skin. But yeah. So I was like, well, wait, so I'm confused because I don't know if there's like the right and the wrong, but I do know that my seven-year-old will... I'll be like, who, like someone at school, who are you talking about, honey? And she'll say, oh, you know, um, so-and-so, you know, with the brown skin and the brown hair. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they say it in a way that's so innocent. And so like, and we were taught to, it, it's kind of taboo to say that, you know? Yes. So I, sometimes it's hard. I'm not sure what the right move is, except for love as, as weird as that sounds, but no. yeah. You're absolutely right. And I think as long as everything is done with empathy, what I've realized is a lot of people weren't taught empathy as children. Mm. And that's why we have so many evil people in this world. So as long as everything is done with empathy and love, I think you're right. People are so picky on how we say things or, you know, what you call somebody nowadays, every, like the true meaning gets lost in the sauce. Yeah, I know. I, I totally agree. And, um, 
it's what was I, there was something that I was, I was thinking of that I was going to ask you. I'll come back to it. Cause I just, lo I lost it. And I was like, oh, I want to hear your thought, but yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I still didn't answer your question about what am I doing today? So yeah, what please, I please. <laughs> I produce films. I write, I'm an author. I own a wellness center called keeping it all natural in Hollandale, Florida. I know that's a whole mouthful. It's, it's <laughs> Keon. Natural. I do real estate and I'm a mommy. Yeah, I, I was looking, I was creeping on your, um, it looks like a spa, your wellness center. Is that sort of what it is? Because it looks so nice and relaxing and you were doing all this cool stuff to your face, but it was all natural. So, I mean, that looked very cool. Are you, are you um, like heavily involved in that? Like, do you, you go there a few times a week to manage or are you kind of like, you know, let someone I else do that? Why in twice a week. It's a business okay. that's owned by my sister and I, and I'm a, yeah, thank you. I'm a certified nutritionist. And so we work on you from the inside out, mind, body, and spirit. Mm. And, you know, Florida being the BBL capital, we do a lot of plastic surgery aftercare, but we try to get those women who mm -hmm. um, are thinking about maybe going in and having some kind of surgery before we can get there. We want them to love themselves for who they are and hopefully change their mind. So we do some non-invasive uh, plastic surgery procedures, yeah. like a non-invasive laser facelift or a non-invasive laser sculpting, which is really nothing but lymphatic drainage. Like a yeah. lot of people think they're overweight, but if we clean out their lymphatic system and get them eating healthy, their whole body changes. So That's you don't have to go get that liposuction that you might've been thinking about. Yeah, no, I wanted to try that. There was a place here that did the lymphatic drainage, but they did it with machines. So you didn't really, I didn't know what was going on. It just felt like tightness on my legs. So I think it's something you have to, you have to stick to, right? Like you have to do it multiple times. It depends on how congested your lymphatic drainage. Okay. Um, if you're going to Florida, let me know. Okay. No, I will. I'm, I'm very excited. Well, because everything you're saying makes so much sense. And I also think it takes like a really mature person because I feel like I just stopped drinking like sugary alcohol beverages, like margaritas and whatever. And I feel just so much better. It's not that like I stopped drinking totally, but if I do drink, I'll either have vodka water with like some lemon or maybe like a glass of wine. And I really do feel better. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of like, what was I doing to myself with the sugar? You know, sugar is addictive. And you know, 80% of women have body dysmorphia. Like 80% of us look in the mirror every day and don't love ourselves for what we look like. I'm I guilty. believe that. No, me too. I was going to say, I think I'm part of the 80%. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I was guilty, you know, through yeah. my years I grew up in the stage where we weren't doing BBLs but we were doing boob jobs and we yeah. were doing nose jobs and I thought I needed them both yeah who yeah. knew I was going to grow up a whole double D you know yeah. <laughs> I just had to give myself a little bit of time yeah no totally totally um switching gears for a minute because you are you know so vocal about human trafficking and child's rights I you know I first I noticed one of your posts and I shared it and I captioned it like, hi, everybody. Look, this is Cherry Johnson. She's not a MAGA, QAnon, you know, whatever the hell that you want to call this. Someone who believes that children are in danger. Like, do you all see it now? You don't have to be. It's not political. I I've been saying this forever. Human trafficking is nonpartisan. And then the sound of freedom came out. And I, I could not believe the reception that it was getting but from the media. I was 
I was so heartbroken. And I was like, what you're doing is you are, you're proving everybody right in saying that the media is biased because you see that Trump likes the film or you see somebody likes it. And all of a sudden it's exaggerated or, I mean, and I kind of said like, of course it's exaggerated. It's a movie. So I just want to get your thoughts on, on that, the sound of freedom and the way it was perceived and, and yeah. So the way it was perceived was heartbreaking for me because people think, oh, slavery is over. Slavery is alive and well. Unfortunately, it belongs to every race, every ethnicity, um, every color, it's children, it's women, it's even young little boys. There's an auction block that, and I don't want, I don't want to put myself in trouble, but there are children that go up for auction in a certain Southern state every week. They are for sale right here in the United States. Human trafficking also isn't what everybody thinks it is. A lot of people think it's just children being snatched. Parents are selling their children. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of these kids need help. And it happens in homes in every neighborhood. There's a little yeah. girl uh, in my neighborhood who came and needed help. Uh, she says she keeps running away, but the police keep sending her back because the daddy has convinced the police department that uh, she's mental and that she needs help. But the truth is daddy sells her to her uncles and to her brothers. And she's had something like 22 abortions. She'll never be able to have a child. She's 17 years old, blonde hair, blue eyes, gorgeous little girl. I mean, that's, I, I have no words actually. That's no, that's because like- it's yeah. Hard. So I work with an organization called Keys to Free in Georgetown, Texas. If anybody wants to make a $10 donation, I promise yeah. you $10 go to a meal or maybe helping a kid go to the hospital. Oh my. So you should connect with um, Christina Zorick. She's Olympia Dukakis, the late Olympia Dukakis, the actress, her daughter, she has like made it her mission to expose human traffickers. And she has this documentary out right now. It's called The New Abolitionists. And that one is, is heavily focused in Southeast, Southeast Asia. Sorry, speech impediment here. Um, and it's, it's heartbreaking. It's sad. And she's like, but I, I'm working now to expose what's going on in the U.S. Because people oh, think that it's, yeah, it's overseas, whatever. But she told me a story out of Montana where a mom was trafficking her daughter out of her basement. And one day the little girl, she started just uh, her organs, everything started shutting down because of the trauma. And her mom just dumped her off on, on a hospital sidewalk. She went to the hospital. Uh, they put her in foster care where she became abused once again, ran away, ended up at a gas station in Montana where these men said they could help her, ended up trafficking her again out of um, over- over the Montana gas station, there was like apartments and they put a chip inside her and she actually dug the chip out of her arm and ran away. And so, yeah. The, and Christina was like, you can't make this up. And I, she's like, I, I'm doing this documentary on this, but like, you know, at night my brain just goes. And I was like, you sound like me. I have to watch something happy or else I'm like a mess, you know? And I'm sure you're the same. Oh, I come home and cry in the driveway for about 30 minutes before I can come inside because I don't want my kids to see me. Every port city in the United States has a huge problem with trafficking. And so watch your kids and women. We think that we, you know, you got to look out for the men, but you, yeah. you trusting with the women. Women are very instrumental in trafficking and they're the ones that you really have to watch out for. 
Yeah, I mean, that's in Sound of Freedom, the woman claiming that she's like a modeling. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be honest, Cherry, I actually haven't seen the movie because I like I I get in these dark places with this stuff and I do it so much, you know, for work and for, you know, stuff I'm working on that I I had a couple people see it and they're like, you can't see this right now. And so I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I think the worst in people at all times. And it's important to me to not project that on my kids. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want them to see the worst in people like I do, but you know? But you need to make them aware because I think, you know, my mom told me a long time ago, she said, one day you'll get it. I have a little girl and one day you'll get it. And now I, I'm listening to you. I'm like, you have a little girl. One day you got it. Well, yeah. And so, well, I did. I gave them the the talk like before they started their new camps. And I said the yeah. whole like, and well, I actually completely messed it up. I think I tried my best, but I was like, look, you're in and out of bathing suits. Adults don't see you naked. You don't, You guys are at the age you don't need help anymore. And I said, kids that have cell phones, no cell phones while you're changing, no cell phones at all. How about that? Cause you know, they're, my kids are young. And so right. if anyone tries to, you know, take pictures of you while you're, like enough. And then it was important to me to tell them that adults and kids don't have secrets. Cause I find that very weird. Um, Absolutely. with certain, yeah, certain abuse victims that I've interviewed are like, Oh, they said it's our secret. I'm like, no, that's weird. But my daughter, the first week of camp on like a Friday, she came home and she's like, oh, mommy, no one takes pictures of us. Like, we're good when we're changing. Like, everything's fine. I'm like, oh, good. I made you think that, you know, people take pictures of you when you're, yeah. So I was like, shoot, I need to get better about this. But but no, you know what? At least you made her aware. And if yeah. somebody was to try to sneak and do something, she saw it. I think it's okay. My daughter doesn't have a cell phone. My daughter doesn't need a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone until I was grown enough to pay a phone bill. I know. I know. I tell them that all the time. And I'm going to have some serious problems because like, I am very um, active on social media and they see me now. And I'm, I start to like say, you guys aren't getting this. I was like, cause I didn't have it. I didn't have it till, till after college. They had Facebook. Like, I, yeah. So I'm like, you're not getting it. And I say that, but my thought was to get some moms from school to all band together. So none of the kids have it in her class, at least, you know, when it's time, Right. I don't know if I'm being like a silly Karen or like, you know, whatever, nope. but yeah. I don't, I don't care. Let them call you Karen. Let them call you helicopter mom. You're protecting yeah. your baby and you are your child's biggest advocate. And I'm with you, mama, yeah. because mom is not having no social media. Now I know you. So I will be like, look, Lauren's baby ain't got no social media. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not getting it. She's literally not getting it for like a long time until, you know, she's in college like I was. And right. And- I mean, you got to be honest with yourself too. Social media does F with your head sometimes. Like I'm going to, like, I would be lying, I guess, if I said some of the comments never bother me, right? They, like, they never bother me. Like 90% you know don't, but yeah, like. Let me be honest. I kind of enjoy the banter, <laughs> right? Because like, I am not Beyonce. I am not Britney Spears. I am not the bigger person. And so I appreciate the fact that they write me stuff thinking that I'm not going to write them back because at 40, I used to, I used to be like this really nice people pleaser Yeah. at 40. I found this voice and sometimes she shocks me because I'm like, who are 
you. Wait, that's so good. They just don't expect you to write back. And then all of a sudden you come out and you're like, actually, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's so good. I know. I know. I but I have to put that. the app fine on the eye or they'll, you know, like take my post away and leave my Oh, I figured it out. Yeah, because that's I used good. To get, yeah, I used to get yeah. posts all the time. I'm like, people think they can say whatever they want to you and you're not yeah. going to respond. Yeah. Yeah. That's not cool. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, but it's, it really does sound like we are on the same page with a lot of stuff and you gave a call to action previously. Can you just shout out, um, the charity that you, or the organization that we can donate to, or, or, you know, like help, I guess, just so people know. Look it up. They are keys to free in Georgetown and they literally help anyone anywhere they're in georgetown texas an amazing lady really quickly let me tell you her story so she was on the freeway and she was going down the i-35 she was on her way home and she saw 18 wheeler and it just was not sitting well in her system she is a soccer mom devout christian little sweet beautiful southern belle right and Mm. she said she didn't know what was going on but she followed that 18 wheeler and she called the police and when she called the police they pulled over an 18 wheeler there were people in there an 18 wheeler? Yes. A truck. Like a a truck. A tr- a 18 wheeler full of people. <gasps> Women and children were in the back of this truck. And she said she didn't know what made her fall. Fo- she called her husband and her husband was like, Are you crazy? Yeah. 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 Like, what are you following it for? And then and she said her spirit just didn't feel right. And after wow. that day, she started her organization, Keys to Free, and has literally, this little soccer mom has devoted her life into helping women, children, and little boys uh, who are trafficking victims. And I fell in love with her. Oh my gosh. That's an amazing story. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I mean, can you imagine? Is is this in your gut? So were these, these were kidnapped women and children, I assume. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so messed up. And I think that most people can't even imagine what you just said. They are like, that's in a movie. I don't even, yeah. No, but this is real life that I would love to make a movie because she definitely deserves one about, you know, the work that she does. So when the Carly Russell story came out, Mm. I, immediately said to myself, the toddler was used to bait her. And I I had this whole thing in my head and she's being trafficked right now. I mean, whatever she's going through, I wanted to legit punch that girl in the face. Excuse me. I was like, you had the entire, and did you see her mugshot? She was like, she was like, it looked like a senior picture or something. I was like, oh, Wow. Oh, I'm, we could have jumped her together, baby. I am yeah. talking to you because I would have been that person who pulled over. You see a toddler on the road. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, I was, I was just so disturbed by that whole thing. I, the resources spent, I mean, I don't know if you recall the, the, the Wayfair, um, conspiracy. Yes. Do you remember this? Okay. Yes. So I'm actually yeah. not done. I'm done with Wayfair, um, by the way, but because it, it disappeared. They said, so Wayfair said, oh, QAnon people actually, um, they hurt real victims of human trafficking because they tied up the hotline. That was the media's um, sort of narrative here. And what I find interesting is the media was way more like, oh, you QAnon morons, you know, you tied up the hotline. Why are they saying Carly Russell had the secret service? 
the Alabama Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, local police, the meat. I'm kind of like, she had everybody and you guys are silent about this. Right. I don't understand. I, I actually really don't understand. Um, I, but I don't yeah. understand either. I don't understand how she got away with it. I don't understand how she just popped back up back home. And who is this dude? Oh, because well, there's two. <laughs> there's two. Oh, there's Oh, there's oh two. yeah. If you didn't hear her full story, there's two yeah. dudes. And, and one of them, when she was tied to a chair, he was like feeding her Cheez-Its. You can't make this up. It's very bizarre. I, as soon as I heard that, I like, I think I tweeted something and someone's like, you shouldn't assume. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to assume. I'm <laughs> going to just go ahead and assume. Yeah. Sorry. I am. I know. Mm -hmm. Usually I give the benefit of the doubt. Not this time. No, the, the whole thing is just very bizarre. But Wayfair, I get upset actually when I Google things. I just moved like two years oh, ago. Yeah. Okay. And so we were buying furniture, looking for stuff. I was like, mm -mm -mm -mm, not <laughs> I mean, I'm going to sound crazy though, because I did look into that and they're like, oh, the kid's name, the kid's name that was missing popped up like two days later and made a video like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I'm like, you guys don't believe that? I guess I wish my brain wasn't like this, but I just, I just didn't believe it, but I don't want to be crazy. So right. I, I don't know if I'm crazy or not, but I've never purchased anything from Wayfair just in case you ain't getting my little bit of money. Me too. I've never, I really haven't. I really have not. Um, but Sherry, oh, go well, ahead. I was gonna say, and then I was done with them and, and, and this is not political at all, yeah. but they supposedly furnished the uh, little camps that they were putting children in. So this is not a Trump issue, but the fact that they were, they had those kids in cages or whatever in the Southern states, Wayfair oh, supposedly okay. donated and purchased um, furniture to them. So I got a problem with that whole situation too. And people are like, oh, it's just because you don't like, this has nothing to do with Trump. This no. has to do with babies. I don't care yeah. what color those babies are. Mm -hmm. I, I am so with you on that, which is once again, like child abuse, it's not a partisan issue. Um, and I'm working on a story right now out of Tennessee where the perpetrators are, you know, they're, they just happen to be all Republicans. But anyway, I digress. So Ugh, I want you to plug your podcast and I want you to plug like, yeah, because we haven't talked about that. So please. So Cherry's World Podcast, people have been asking me on social media to get more vocal, to let them know about of my life a little bit. And I never really got into the business for people to know me. So it's my way to introduce people into my world where you beat some of my old friends that I grew up with. And we get to talk about stuff that I really believe in. Yeah, like I had Emmanuel Lewis on the show. And oh that gosh. was amazing. I saw that. I love him. He seems like such a darling. Is he just a darling? Like he has always been one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. And I got to have Soleil on so that you got to see our relationship, like what it really is. Mm -hmm. Amy's been on. I love Tamar Braxton. I know her outside of, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to have Tamar come on and you guys got to see who I know is Boots. Cause that's like yeah. Boots. Cause when I met her, she had on a bomb pair of boots. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, I love that. The inside scoop. I love it. Love yes. it. And so that's basically what it is. It's like, you know, introducing you to my friends or people that I admire even that I never got a chance to meet, but now I use the podcast as an excuse to talk to them. Yes. No, it's amazing. It really is amazing. And there's nothing like having your own platform where people can talk shit if they want. And you're like, cool, it's my platform. No one asked you to be here. You don't have to listen. Or if you enjoy it, then please keep listening. But that's the beauty of a, of a podcast. So yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. I get to fangirl. I fangirl on Dawn from In Vogue was on my show. And oh my gosh, I loved her when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm going to go after some people, some more people that like, I'm after Sheila E right now. Oh I've my gosh. Oh my gosh. You should, you know, you, my friend, do you know Rolanda Watts? She's, oh yes, I know she yeah is. so we're we're very friendly we um she's one of my girls in the city we go out a lot but she has just like the best stories from the 90s and being you know a talk show host and a reporter I mean oh yeah, assen- yeah essentially Rolanda exposed pedophiles at Rikers and they almost didn't put it on the air she was working at Inside Edition I think and she had this whole thing it's a great story she tells it way better so I'm not even gonna bother but you should hit her up because she is just so phenomenal. I I love her. Um, I would love to interview her because she was like, okay, so representation matters. Yeah. You know, yeah. and as a little girl, she was journalist. That's exactly. And so I like, I feel lucky when, you know, I, I met her at this like gala and I remember I was like a little drunk and I was having fun. And I was like, am I good? Am I, am I like being too much? And she's like, no, you're, you're close. <laughs> she literally goes, you're like borderline. And then it was like, love at first sight. I was like, I love you. <laughs> she just had my back, you know? <laughs> Honest girlfriends matter. Like female yep. relationships. I feel so bad for women who don't like have that covenant of female relationships because yeah. I really think it matters. I'm going to fix your bra strap. <laughs> I'm going to come up and I'm going to. You know, if your thong isn't out and it's not on purpose, because sometimes it's on right. purpose, but if if the, if the little tag is hanging out, I'm gonna tuck it in. Yeah, no. I am I am the same. I should definitely set up an intro for you guys just because I'll do it over email or something if you're interested, because she I just she's so great and she just uh she's she's been around and she's like us in the sense that she does multiple things. She's not like hyper-focused on one thing, which I really appreciate. I really appreciate the art of multitasking. So yeah. Um, and then you get to learn, especially from smart women. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I've, I've learned so much from you already. So I was going to say, I can't wait to see your Tennessee piece. Like I'm <laughs> you, I want to know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's actually, um, I think there's been about 21 plus episodes so far of this podcast. Um, and I believe, I don't want to jinx it, but I believe Nancy Grace is has picked up the story for this family. This family has been fighting for three years and no media will touch it. When I first came on, it was very strange. I was like, this story is absolutely bonkers. And I'm shocked that the media is not touching it. It's, you know, the mysterious death of an 18 year old boy with his news anchor celebrity father as the only witness. And two years prior to that, his, or a year and a half prior to that, his own daughter, this boy's sister had alleged that her father raped her in a hotel room. So that was going on too, along with this crazy 10 year custody, um, child uh, custody battle with, uh, the exes, the mom and the dad, and, and the kids would go on record saying, I don't want to live with my dad. I'm scared of him. And the fact is that he was part of the good old boys and, you know, in the South. And so when this happened, there was virtually no investigation, Cherry. The accident occurred, mm-hmm. a one-car accident. They took his word for it, fine, but nothing adds up. And not only that, there was no autopsy. In Tennessee, autopsies are discretionary, not required. I figured this out. And it's a crazy story. And I was just like, why is the media not touching this? So now it's been about six, seven months. Um, finally, I do believe Nancy Grace is is going to cover it and Mandy Matney and her team 
from the Murdoch case, the Alec Murdoch, that whole thing. Yes. I believe they're going to make this, they're like Murdoch 2.0 because there's so much corruption. So I knew I was onto something. I don't always execute the best because it's like me, myself and I, but right, I was like, I, I knew I was onto something. If I just had, you know, better resources, I feel like I could have blown this up sooner, but it doesn't matter because the family is going to get justice. I, I feel that for them. So I have chills up oh, and down <laughs> and, that's, and that's what it is. It's people that um, people look up to. It's the good old boys. It's the one who uh, donates a lot in the neighborhood who yeah. uh, protects the police department, who mm -hmm. makes sure they all have new uniforms. Those are the men who are the issues. And that's yeah. why it's a problem they're getting away with it. Yeah. And I've, I felt really guilty because I had this lawyer on the podcast and she's like, you know, you really, you really are bashing the police. And I was like, I, I don't mean to because I, I am pro police. I, the police have always helped me, but in this instance, in Gallatin, they did not do their job. And if I encounter someone who doesn't do their job, I'm going to say it. So you know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. <gasps> I have it on do not disturb. I'm so sorry. Oh it's no, it's daughter. okay. I didn't even hear anything. I just saw your eyes get really wide. I was like, oh my God, what did I say? Um. <laughs> my daughter's phone is like calling the phone for her to FaceTime. And I'm like- Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's fine. I saw that your eyes were like, boop. <laughs> Um, but no, but just quickly, just, no. I want you to also plug anything that you're, you write, you know, you have, I believe you have a website that's, tell me your website. I do. I have the real cherry.com okay. because that's where you get to know the real. And I also have a blog called advice for my sisters.com that comes out every Monday and Fridays. And okay. it's just fun, quirky little tidbits that I've learned along the way that okay. I want to share with my sisters. And it's the best way for me to do it. I love it. I, I saw, I think, I don't know if this is part of it, but when your daughter, it was a few years ago, was like, mom, I want a spa day. I was like, that's so cute. That's like, yes. yeah, so adorable. She was stressed out. So I didn't realize, and I think we go along our day and we're so busy, like trying to work, trying to be mom, trying to be wife. We forget that our children get stressed out too. Mm -hmm. And I was trying, we homeschool. I was trying to get her to do school and the workload was just a little bit too much for her. And she was crying. And I was like, you know, little girls cry. You don't really know what's going on. Seven was a really hard year for her. She cried a lot. Yeah. And I was like, what's what's going on? She was like, mom, I think I just need a spa day. <laughs> and I thought it was so funny. You know, mommy kind of owns a spa. Mm -hmm. And I was like, she needs a self-care day. Yes. And mm -hmm. a lot more yeah. of us were smart enough to give ourselves that time. Yeah. I think we'd be a lot better off and a lot more productive. So it was like a Tuesday, I think. Yeah. And we took the day off because it was a total school day. We took the day off. We had a little spa day. She came back Wednesday, all refreshed. And the rest of the week was a breeze. And she probably looked forward to that so much <laughs> Monday night or whenever you told her. I mean, I, I love that. That's like really inspiring. I, I do want to do that because I, I love when um, my kids are excited for something. I love when they have something to look forward to and it makes me feel just really happy for them. So it does, yeah. but I, I listen to her when she talks and I learned from her and I was like, that's something that I was never smart enough as a child to do for myself. Mm -hmm. Like say enough is enough. Same, <laughs> totally same. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. We just did what we were told and mm -hmm. kind of went through it no matter how stressed out or overwhelmed we were. And I grew up with anxiety. Yeah, I um, so get that. I think it just shows what kind of mom that you are. You're a super assertive and attentive mom who listens. And that's 
that's really important to be reminded of that we should listen to our kids, even if they're little. And I, I say that about toddlers too. My, you know, my sister has a toddler and he's finicky with food or he's in it. And I'm like, dude, we all wake up in bad moods. Babies are the same. They wake up in a bad mood. Who cares? Like it just happens. It's one day. Like, and tomorrow will be better, hopefully. And maybe, maybe if you keep him up and you overwhelm him for a little while, he'll go for a nap. And then mommy, you go for a nap too. <laughs> exactly. Babies are just like us. <laughs> yes. And I think, you know, a lot of parents forget to enjoy that time because it's so frustrating. There's communication bears, but I'm looking at my nine-year-old, like, where did the time go? I know. Same, same. Um, well, is there anything that you want people to know about you that they might not know? I want people to know that if you want to talk to me, reach out to me. I'm there. You know, yeah. I'm always on Instagram, on Twitter, and I actually write people back. I'm at Cherry Johnson 75 and I'm, I'm personable. I mean, this is a huge testament to that right now, like this whole podcast. Um, Cause I, I did exactly what Cherry just said. I reached out to her, she wrote back and here we are. So um, everything is true. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed our time together. You're just an awesome person, seriously. And I've learned a lot. Thank you. Likewise. And please don't let me go. I'm going to be keeping up with you and watching all the stuff you're doing. Oh too. my gosh. Not at all. Please. I would never, I always keep up with you. So seriously, thanks it. again. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Ah, Cherry Johnson. She's amazing. Sorry. My voice got so high. Um, no, I just really, really enjoy her and she's a genuinely nice person. Like her personality really just, uh, came across very well there because she was truly so kind. Um, so everybody go check her out. Um, Cherry Johnson on Instagram, or I believe she has a, a website called Writer Cherry J. Again, I'm going to put it all in the show notes so you can find everything you need to know about Cherry. She's so fantastic. But thanks again for listening. And if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen. And we will be back with a new episode next week. <laughs>